We'll turn with me in your Bibles this afternoon, please, to the Gospel of Matthew. We're turning to the Gospel of Matthew, please, in the chapter 14. And we're going to read from the verse 15 through to the verse 21. We're taking the theme of giving thanks in our family service this morning. So that's the title that we're giving to our message this morning, giving thanks. And we're turning to the Gospel of Matthew, please, in the chapter 14. And we're going to read from the verse 15. The Lord Jesus, he has been teaching a great crowd, and as they have come towards him, he takes great compassion, and he loves them, and he heals many of the sick among them, and his disciples approach them, him, and they are concerned that these people are hungry and are in need of being fed. We read in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, the verse 15, these words, this is the word of the Lord, it says this, And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, this is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto him, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down in the grass, and took the five rolls and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and prayed, and gave the rolls to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat, and were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, beside women. And children. We trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts. As I thought about harvest, I began to think about why is it that we hold the harvest Sunday? Why is it that we have harvest services? And I suppose it can be a time that we come to thank God for his goodness towards us and his many people provision, provisions for us. And this led me to think about what the Bible teaches about being thankful. And also the example that the Lord has set and the pattern that he gave us and how we should demonstrate our thankfulness, especially with regards to his provision of food. I recently heard a quotation, and I think it's an excellent quotation, for when we thank God for his provision, John G. Butler has written, Mealtime is prayer time with Christ. Mealtime is is prayer time with Christ. You know, Christ never enjoyed a meal publicly, and I'm sure privately, without first giving thanks to his Father for it. There isn't one part of Scripture that isn't inspired and true. And in no place in reading through the accounts of Christ on earth, will you find him eating without first giving thanks to his Heavenly Father, to the Heavenly Father. Mealtime is prayer time with Christ. On four occasions, Christ gave thanks publicly for food. The feeding of the 5,000, we've read that together this morning. The, feed, the feeding of the 4,000, that was the second time. Then there was the Passover meal in the upper room, and he gave thanks there. And then there was the meal in the house with the two in the road to the nest. And in the breaking and blessing of the bread and giving thanks with those two, Christ was made known to them. Every meal time is a prayer time with Christ. 
And on the different occasions that we read of Christ giving thanks, there's two words that you'll find. They're maybe not used in every time, maybe one or the other, and then on one or two occasions there's also the both words are used. Those words are the words thanks and bless. Says he gave thanks or he blessed. <coughs> They're used and there's no contradiction in these two words. The word thanks simply means to be grateful. To, to say that you have received something, to say thank you for something you've received. So something that has been given to you as a gift. You see, in each of the occasions we know that food has been provided by God and the Lord he sends us the example of stopping and giving thanks for food. The word bless takes on a similar meaning to thanks. He was blessing God the Father. In other words, he was worshipping God the Father for his provision. Is that not what we're doing today as we worship our God for his faithful provision and harvest? Now you might find it strange that the Lord Jesus took time to worship God. Considering Christ, he, he was God. This was Christ showing his human nature. He was fully God. And he was fully man. And he was giving us as humans the example to follow in thankfulness. And when the Lord blessed and worshipped God, he did this as a true man in his human nature. You see, he humbled himself. And he came to the earth and he took on human flesh and he became dependent. And he thirsted and he was hungry and he became tired. And he took on human flesh and he had a human nature. And in his human nature... He was giving us an example to follow. And in blessing the Father, it means that he spoke well of the Father. I wonder if he speak well of God. I wonder if you bless him often. He spoke well of the Father. He provided his daily bread. And he expressed publicly his gratitude to the Father for his faithful provision. You know, Caroline's been sharing with the boys and girls those little seeds that go how we ought to share the gospel and share and that's really what we can do when we express our thanks publicly and our gratitude to the Lord we're showing others how grateful we are to be seen how glad we are that we have a God who provides for our every need you know the psalmist has said in Psalm 91 verse 2 it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord if you wake up this morning and you think to yourself I want to do something good today well, the psalmist gives you an easy way to do something good. He says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Thankfulness is a godly attribute. It's a sincere, it's a sincere mark of a close walk with God, a humble dependence on Him. And no matter whether it's mealtime or whatever mercy the Lord has bestowed upon you, the Lord expects us to show our gratitude, and your life literally is today. A prayer of thanks to the Lord. We are debtors to the to Greece and to God. And you know, the Lord Jesus, He didn't just recite a prayer on these occasions. You know the way in primary school you hear the children saying a wee prayer? And that's lovely and it's good and it's included. He has its place. But the Lord didn't just repeat a prayer. His heart blessed and worshipped and adored the Father who so graciously provide. I want you to notice a few things. I want you to see Christ's focus when giving thanks. Christ's focus when giving thanks. Read with me Matthew chapter 14 verse 17 again. It says this, And they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. 
And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down in the grass, and took the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. Now did you notice that we line in verse 19? It says this, And looking up to heaven. Christ's focus when giving thanks. He looked up to heaven. Christ's focus in his public prayer was only to be a, as a witness and testimony to bring glory to the Father who was in heaven. That was the focus of his prayer. This wasn't a prayer for all the needs of the church fellowship and the country and everything in between. This was a simple prayer of thanks for what had been provided. I wonder, are you fine giving thanks at meal times? I wonder when you're out and about at restaurants and cafes, do you stop and give thanks to the Lord for the food he's provided? Here the Savior shows us the very purpose of giving thanks. Because everything we have is from heaven above. And there that little line in verse 19 simply says, I'm looking up to heaven. He looked to heaven and he gave thanks. This was a public witness that God the Father was the great provider. And he worshipped and he blessed and he gave thanks. And here we, here we are in harvest Sunday and we've come together to give thanks to the God of the harvest. But today we ought to look to heaven. And our focus in giving thanks ought to be to look to heaven and to praise the God who is the great provider of all things. I wonder, do you follow the example of Christ in looking to heaven and giving thanks? You know, there's so many verses in Scripture that remind us that everything we have is given to God, not just the food in our table. James reminds us that every good gift, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness. Neither shadow of turning. The psalmist has said this in Psalm 145. I think these words are great. He says, The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand, and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. God is the fountain. From which every blessing flows from. And it's him alone that we ought to turn and give thanks to. He is Jehovah Jireh. The God who will supply all my need. According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He is the one who is the Lord my shepherd. And I shall not want. Therefore we should give thanks to him. I wonder in, your, in the busyness of your day. I wonder in the busyness of your week. Do you take time to stop sometimes and just give thanks to God for his provisions to you? You know, real time is a good time to stop and be thankful. Not just for the food that's before you, but for the family that you have, for the roof above your head, for the relative comfort that we enjoy in our country. Meal time can be prayer time. And on four occasions, Christ gives public and a public example to us. You know, the food that's put before us and the table in this country certainly shows how blessed we are. We ought to be thankful to the Lord for that. We should thank him for the temporal blessings that he gives us. He's given us all things. You see, the Lord, he's given us all that we have. Every penny that you and I own, every skill, every talent, every ability that you and I have, 
it's from God. God has given you those abilities and skills. You know, not only that, he's, he's given us all our possessions. He's given us our possessions. You know, in a world today, uh, where many look around and they talk about what they own, they talk about their land, they talk about their car, they talk about their big businesses. And people like to flock around people who are rich, and they like to know all that's going on in their lives. And all of a sudden, these material things, they become gods, and people can't let go of them, and they can't do without them. Even if it's not money, maybe it's the talents that people have. And many people, they use their talents to make their own increase. To make themselves big, to make themselves popular. But do you believe that this afternoon, this is not our calling? We would do well to remember that the earth is the Lord's, and all the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Now all of a sudden we realize that everything that you and I hold, including the last breath that you just took, belongs to the Lord. I was reading about a 93 year old man in Italy. He was in hospital and he was in need of a ventilator. And he was told that he would need to pay for the use of the ventilator, which he had only been using for one day. And when the doctor told him the fee, he began to cry. And he said this to the doctor, he said, I don't cry because I don't have the money to pay. I cry because for 93 years, I've been breathing God's air. And I've never had to pay anything for it. But for using a ventilator for one day, I owe you 5,000 euros. And he turned and he said, I must, I must owe God. And I never once thanked that. Even the latest breath that you breathe, we ought to be thankful for. Wonder do you give thanks to the Lord for your health? You know, just a short walk through a hospital, and you'll start to praise God for the health that you enjoy today. Every need has been supplied. Plenteous joy he bestows. I wonder, do you thank him for the spiritual blessings that we have today? And several blessings. Freedom for us to meet in God's house today. There was no fear as she drove to church this morning of a, of a police block. And then looking for clues that you were on your way to God's house. Looking at dress code, looking for Bibles, looking for clues. Our church building hasn't been taken over by the government. With a lock and chain preventing us from getting in. You know that's happening in Canada. There's places around our world and people's church buildings are being taken from them. And God is being pushed out of their country. Oh, we ought to praise God that we can meet here so freely today. You know, when we think about it, there was the Lord Jesus. He was sitting with thousands of people around him here in our passage. He just stopped and he thanked God for something that seems so small. Spy loaves and two fish. And then he was going to use them to feed all these people. I wonder if we read his word today, do we thank him for it? I wonder, do you thank God for that we have his word in our own language? I wonder, do you thank God every day for saving you? I wonder, do you thank him for the cross of Calvary? I wonder, do you praise God for an inheritance in heaven? I wonder, do you thank him for everlasting life? Do you thank him for the joys and blessings of being in his presence? We certainly can't say that we've nothing to be thankful for. And our focus ought to the day that we lift our eyes to heaven. We cry out from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
this focus, but I also want for you to see the fearlessness of Christ in giving thanks as well. The fearlessness of Christ in giving thanks. Maybe you've been in a situation when you've had unsaved family, or maybe unsaved friends to the house, and you can be fearful instead of being bold. Or maybe you're embarrassed to give thanks. Maybe you think that they won't appreciate it. Well, look at verse 21. It says, And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men, beside women and children. So when you think about it, there's 5,000 men, and if we added the women and children, I'm sure there would have been at least 10,000 people standing in front of the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus says to approximately 10,000 people, I want you to stop. And we're all going to give thanks to the Lord. He stopped everybody. He sat them down and he gave thanks to God. A great public witness. I want to tell you something to your child of God this afternoon. Your life is a walking Bible. Don't be embarrassed to give thanks to God. As people look upon you, they want to see your gratitude. They want to see that your faith is real. They want to see that they realize that every provision that God has given you, that you are thankful for. I want to tell you something you ought to stop no matter where you are, no matter where you're at, and not be embarrassed and give thanks to the Lord. Everything you do is a public testimony, and you're watched very carefully by the world. You should never be afraid to stop and thank the Lord for what He's done. People, it's not what we're saying with the children sometimes. People, be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. But each of us ought to be bold, not embarrassed. For the Lord has given us many things, He's given us abilities. I wonder, are you bold to use your abilities for Christ? You know, when the tabernacle was being constructed back there in Exodus, there were a couple of men who were highlighted in Scripture for their craftsmanship. The Lord had gifted and equipped Bezalel and the Holy and they led the work of the construction of the tabernacle. And you know, they weren't embarrassed to use their skills for the Lord. And they were gifted with their hands, and they were practical workers, two men who helped practically, and they showed their thankfulness to the Lord in how they used their abilities. They weren't ashamed to use their abilities for the Lord. And not even those two men, you see, also you read in Exodus there, you read about the women. And it says that all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. They used their skills and their abilities and they weren't embarrassed to use them. They came and they used them for the Lord. Do you know what that teaches me? No matter who you are, you have the ability to serve the Lord in the gospel work. Use your abilities that he has gifted you with. Not to be embarrassed, but to boldly stand for Christ. And use his gifts and skills he's given you for his glory. You know, some people seem to think that these sorts of things should be left to those who are led to preach or who are leading in, in church roles and things like that. That's not the way it is. The Bible tells us each of us have a part to play. We can be thankful by giving him from what you have, and that can be the skills that he's given you today. Listen, the wee hand says, there's a work for Jesus, none but you can do. We must realize that every ability we have has been given to us by his almighty hand. And if it wasn't for the Lord, you and I would be worthless. He gives us our work. 
And he gives us our skills, and he gives us our abilities, and he gives us our possessions, and we can give back to him in his kingdom work and in the fervence of the gospel. It's not not the only reason why we're kept here on earth as the children of God. Our job is to advance the gospel to all people, and that the word of God would be proclaimed to all nations. And that's how we can show our thankfulness for harvest, yes, but much more than that. Doesn't the wee hymn say, My worth is not in what I own? Not in the strength of flesh and bone, but in the costly ones that flowed at the cross. My worth is not in skill or name, and win or lose or pride or shame, but in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross. I want to tell you something Christ wasn't embarrassed to go to the cross for you, He wasn't ashamed. Although we would be bold to use our ability and skills to stop and give thanks in public. Can you see his fearlessness? He stopped everybody, 10,000 people, and he gave thanks. We see Christ's focus when giving thanks. We see Christ's fearlessness when giving thanks. But finally, we see Christ's fear. Christ's fear when giving thanks. The Lord Jesus, he took five loaves and two fish, and he blessed God in anticipation of the feeding of these people with such a small amount of food. And I'm sure the farmer, as they go out to sow each year, they look forward in faith to when their crops will be harvested. You know, Paul said, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. And you know, when times are tough, and when faith is small, and when you don't feel you have enough, let me encourage you to still give thanks to the Lord for what he has given you. Because that brings God greater honor. And that brings God greater glory. And you can trust him because his word tells me that for those who honor him, he will honor him. We brought absolutely nothing into this world with us. We can be very sure that we'll bring nothing out of this world when we die. Every bit of the food that we consume, every raiment we possess is given in God's gracious hand. And let me tell you, dear brother, dear sister, today, every time we give thanks, we praise, we bless God for his great provision towards us. And he provides for us faithfully again and again. I trust that today we'll be a thankful people, always giving glory to God, blessing His name for His great provision for us, not being ashamed to own His name, to stand for Christ boldly, without fear, and also as we trust Him for the days ahead, to have great faith to provide for us again. You know, there was a hymn writer, and his family experienced great tragedy. And it ended up that he lost his wife, and he was left just with his children. And he wrote a hymn. And the words of this hymn, they would have recited each time they came to a meal time before they prayed. And these were the words, Now thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices, who wondrous things has done, in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms 
has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still in ours today. He provides for you right now and will continue providing for you. I trust that we will be thankful people today as we praise the God of harvest and the God who is faithful in so many other ways.